The following podcast is a production of The Network. Check us out on BICBP-radio.com. My throat already hurts. I can't continue this. <laughs> we, uh, just uh, behind the scenes for the people. Uh, this is literally the first thing I'm doing today. So that was really tough on me. That's a good thing. to. <laughs> I mean, you were just before we got on air, you were just saying how long it takes your body to start functioning. That's a good way to get your voice yeah. going, though. I mean, it hurts, but you get that range. Yeah. You, you start off You start off with Christian Bale, Batman voice, and you just get that range up and down. So it's a good start. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Uh, so welcome to Retro Pop, everybody. Uh, the as of right now, it could change, but as of right now, the number one show on this very network. Uh, thanks to you, awesome people who listen, we very much appreciate it. Uh, and speaking of which, Matt, oh, he's Matt Johnson, and I'm Johnny Townsend. We should probably actually really introduce <laughs> ourselves. Uh, Matt, is th- today's a big deal. Today's a big deal for our show. This is. Uh, the one year, well, we're a little past it, but we're we're picking this yeah. episode as our one year uh, celebration of being a show. Yes, happy birthday to Retro Pop, Johnny. I gotta say, man, when uh, you pitched this idea to me uh, a little over a year ago at this point, I was like, oh man, I was in a bit of a rut in my in my podcasting life. I was like, oh man, I don't know if I could take another show, but honestly, it has been the it, it's been like it's been my pride and joy. Like I really enjoy. I look forward to connecting with you every other week, and, and getting to talk about just ver- variety of topics. It, it's it it's good that we can, especially you and me. We have so many different interests. We're not just limited to the shows that you know you and I do. Uh, you know, me and football. You and video games. You know, you and history. You know, the history creeps and and the pro wrestling. Just everything. Everything that we we have done. Uh, we're not limited to that. And retro prop was that first show that really gave us that range to be able to hit all sorts of different topics. So, um, yeah. And honestly, it, it fed my my desire to you know create eat sleep list I guess in the long run. So, um, I thank you for the opportunity, and I'm very very happy to to be a part of this you know this journey. So happy birthday to uh, happy birthday to us. Yeah. So uh, send us a cake, and we'd appreciate it. <laughs> um, and we'll blow out that yes. one candle. Yeah. Actually, if you want to donate to our show, <laughs> if you want to donate to our show, uh, we have Venmo. It's our personal. Oh, I have a personal Venmo. Um, if you guys want to donate, and I'll split it with Johnny, obviously. But uh, Matt Johnson two two three. We're trying to get a Patreon created. Uh, we tried to have one ready for you. Unfortunately, it was not in the works. But uh, if you guys want to donate to the show, anything sent to that Venmo. Um, we'll be split between Johnny and myself. If you guys want to help chip in on the show, we'd greatly appreciate it. Yeah, but we will have a Patreon soon uh, with uh, actual stuff you can get. Yes. Um, like We'll have like beautiful audio. Yeah, sure. it's just me like burping into the microphone for a minute straight and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. I mean, that's all Retro Bliss is. <laughs> so, uh, but this will be exclusive. <laughs> exclusive burps into the microphone. 
<laughs> but Matt, I thought since today's our big day, our big our big show. Uh, sorry, Matt can see me on video. We're recording this over Zoom. I use my hands a lot to talk. I don't know if you could you could tell that. I'm basically uh, like a man in his sixties who's just trying to stay relevant. Um, right, but, Flair. Uh, uh, I said I said let's have a big topic. Right, we've done Star Wars. That's a big one. Uh, Nintendo was our very first episode. That's a big one. So I figured we need something, uh, a pop culture icon, if you will, to cover for our one year anniversary. And I think I found it. I think you did. This is a this is a surprise. This is out of left field. I was not anticipating this, but honestly, my man, I'm glad you did. You are right. It has been a while since we had that like that big one. We've done a lot of great ones since, you know. But Star Wars was yeah. the last like major major. Uh, one that I think we did. Everything else has been just kind of, it, it's been in the world in pro wrestling phases. It's been the viscera spot, and this is the main event. Batman, Batman, and Star Wars are the main event. That's a deep, that's a deep <laughs> cut. <laughs> that's a deep cut for wrestling fans right there. Uh, so we're doing Batman today. We're covering the history of Batman. Uh, Matt, let's get into our personal little histories with the Dark Knight. What the hell are you? I'm Batman. Nice coat. Thanks. I mean, come on. You know, uh, obviously this, I, I, I love comics. Um, always have, ever since I was a kid. But to me... The world of Batman, out of all the universes or whatever, the the world of Gotham City and Batman has always been my favorite. It's the most interesting to me. And there's some other ones that I really love, so don't get me wrong. But Batman is tops for me. He has the best, you know, the best rogues gallery. Um, he's got the best uh, Bat family. Uh, with, you know, he's got the best supporting characters, I feel. The, some very interesting ones. Uh, I mean, Nightwing's like my all-time favorite comic book character and that's the original robin uh, so batman is, is where it's at for me i go out of my way to search for batman stuff i i have the entire run of uh, when dc comics switched over to the new 52 and i just happened to be at the point where i had disposable income so literally every batman comic that came out during that so i got the whole court of owls and all that i have all of it and I go back and reread it all the time because it's so freaking good. Uh, Scott Snyder is a heck of a writer, and Coppola is a heck of an artist. But uh, we're going to get into the creation of Batman here really soon. But Batman for me is very important. Uh, he, along with the Ninja Turtles, are my one and two. It um, always have been. Those were the first thing, first characters uh, that I ever drew. And I'm an artist, but they're the first ones that I ever drew. Like when I was five, I wanted to draw really? these guys. That's uh, cool. Yeah, and uh, Batman's definitely one of those. Uh, for sure, uh, man, and Batman, and it, and when you're when you're a kid, it's just something's just so freaking cool about Batman. And even when you're an adult, but especially when you're a kid, right? Like Batman is just so cool. I think when when you're a kid, uh, like you're you're first. I've noticed this with my friends' kids that like they first get like the first hero they get into is Spider Man because uh, he's kind of he's bright. He's, he's relatable, funny. relatable. Uh, yeah, he's relatable. And I love Spider-Man, too. So I'm not knocking Spider-Man at all with this. Spider-Man is freaking awesome. Uh, but after Spider-Man, they really get into Batman, it seems uh, like as you get a little older, like when you get like when you hit your the old age of like your sixes. <laughs> uh, you, 
enter the world of you know the world of Batman, and uh, because Batman is just so cool, he's just so dang cool, uh, and uh, you know so I just love Batman and I always have. What about you? Uh, I was very fortunate at an early age to be you know to, well just very fortunate. My dad grew up with comic books. Uh, you know him, my two uncles, they all collected them. That was their that was their thing. They'd. Uh, you know, they go to the comic. They get a couple, earn a couple bucks. They'd all go to a comic book shop and they just hoard comic books. And they still have some of their collection to this day. To be perfectly honest, actually, my one of my uncles has like my dad's entire collection, uh, which I would love to get my hands on. But they have all those classic books from the '60s, '70s, and '80s. They are that they really grew up. Oh man! Uh, so I was privy to have that. Like it, it wasn't something I had to look too hard to find. It was just, uh, hey, son. <laughs> here's Batman. There's a cartoon and a pretty good movie in in this and that. My, my early days were, were from the cartoons, the animated series, right? Batman animated series that came out. Then, yeah. you know, for for myself, Spider-Man and X-Men were, were pretty prominent in that too. But there was something special about the Batman animated series that really, really gravitated towards, uh, uh, just really sucked me in. It was, it, it was, um, I didn't realize it until later in life, but how much the animated series was influenced by Tim Burton's Batman. It pulled in a lot of influence from that. And it was just, it was so cool. It's like this mix of, you know, just regular cartoon and they have elements of 3D. There was like three dimensional elements to it as well that they incorporated, which I thought was mind blowing. Got to see. It was a ground. It was a ground. It was. It was. From an animation standpoint, phenomenal. Absolutely phenomenal. And it was cool because I got to see all these, like, these, these villains. And these villains still stand with me today. Uh, what always stuck out with me for Batman, and, and sometimes it got too, the villains got too crazy, but I always loved and appreciated street-level villains. And that was Batman's plethora, and they all had really cool uh, you know, gimmicks and characters, and uh, that's what really gravitated towards me. And yes, you are right. You know, I sometimes debate, does Spider-Man or Batman have the best rogues gallery? It's Batman, hands down. Um, he's done, and we're gonna. That's gonna be a you know subject of discussion in the stats. But yeah, I just I, I just remember you know the, the toys and being able to create my own adventures. The the variety of Batman suits that were available in in, in toy form and uh, yeah, it was just it was everything. And you are right, you know about uh, you know the older you get, the the more you appreciate it. I definitely have appreciated Batman as we get older. You know, as I've gotten older, the same way that I've grown to appreciate like uh, villains more than some heroes as I've gotten older. Uh, Batman is just just edgier. He's an edgier character. He might have, you know, he maybe didn't take on that anti-hero kind of um, demeanor until maybe a little bit later on. But he's always kind of been that way. And, you know, that's why I've always appreciated him. And, and of course, too, uh, you know, I love all comics, all comic brands aside, but Batman to me has been the most relatable character that I've had. Batman and his cast of crew, so the Robins, your Bat, Bat girls, and they've always been that relatable uh, crew compared to the gods like Superman, Wonder Woman, you know, godlike characters like yeah, that. Yeah, because he's just a dude. Because he's just a dude he at is, the end of the day. He is just a dude with a lot of money. A lot of money. And yeah. honestly, it's like, it, it, it's not a so far fetched concept. It really, like, in a real-life concept, it really isn't. A guy, if he wanted to, could spend his money and become Batman with all the cool gadgets and stuff and fight crime. He really honestly could. It is the most realistic approach and take on a superhero that there, you know, there there almost ever has been. Excuse me, ever has been. So, yeah, um, yeah I, I, appreci- I definitely appreciate Batman. In fact, getting in preparation for this episode, I watched a lot of Batman 
shows and movies. It, last night I watched uh, the Batman. It was Sub Zero. It was uh, Bat- Batman versus oh, yeah. Mr. Freeze. I tried to watch, started yes. watching some Batman Beyond stuff. So I'm really, really excited to get in, you know into the to the bulk of this episode. This is oh, this is this is cool. I'm glad we finally got to talk about this. Yeah, and one of the things you said is, uh, you know, which character in comics has the best rogues gallery? I agree with you. Batman's one, but Spider-Man is two, in my opinion. Oh, yeah. Spider-Man's oh, number sure. two. Um, and he will obviously get his own episode on Oh, yeah. Someday. Maybe our two-year uh, anniversary. We'll see. Yeah, there we go. We might save him <laughs> for a big deal. Uh, so, uh, Matt, let's get into the real history and the creation of Batman. Okay, Matt, we are going to the 1930s. Let's let's hop back in our time machines and get to the 30s. <laughs> and here we go. Uh, of course, Superman is a huge deal. The first superhero created. Uh, Superman comes onto the scene and his books become a major seller. Uh, before that, comic books were more of like your monsters and your, uh, you know, you had your monsters and like your romance type stuff that was mainly what comics were before Superman came along and then yeah it was a little bit more yeah. adult or I'm not gonna say straight up adult but by today's standards it was a it was a little bit more adult oriented I can't tell you too many kids who are gonna you know be invested in some kind of romantic <laughs> right. comics strip yeah. right so yeah for sure um but let's uh let's get into uh Batman so Superman is first you know the the uh, man of steel He's on he's on the screen he's on the he's on the scene or the screen uh, depending on where you're at and uh, he's a huge deal he's a big seller for comic books uh, kids love Superman I mean he's a bright colored you know his costume is brightly colored he wears his underwear outside of his pants uh, <laughs> you know he's got all these awesome superpowers and stuff and I mean on the on the first on the iconic Batman. I mean, on the iconic Superman first appearance of him in Action Comics, he's picking up a car for crying out loud, you know. Uh, so, uh, Superman's a big deal. So, let's get to 1939. Uh, Action Comics is scoring big with Superman. The editors at the National Comics Publications, that would later become DC Comics, but that's what they were called before they changed their name, um, they wanted a superhero titles. Right, because obviously that's what's selling. Let's make some superhero titles. Bob Kane worked for, I'm just going to start calling him DC Comics. I don't want to keep saying the other one. It's too long. But uh, <laughs> Bob Kane worked for DC Comics. And he was trying to come up with a superhero. And he was like, hmm. So he's looking around at other things to be influenced by. And he really liked Zorro. Have you ever seen Zorro? Yeah, I have. You can, yes, you can kind of see it a little bit. There's a little bit of Batman in Zorro, or yeah, I could, I could definitely. Now that you make that, yeah. you know, comparison, I could definitely uh, see that. So he was, uh, he was, so that was part of what was influencing him. And then um, Leonardo da Vinci, the great artist from <laughs> many eons ago, was also a guy who would try to 
invent stuff. Like he would draw pictures of things he was inventing. And one of these things was, I'm going to try to pronounce this correctly here. One of those things was the ornithoraptor or something like that. It's literally like a helicopter type thing, but it had bat wings on it. And he put bat wings on it. So that was another influence. And then apparently there was a movie that came out in 1930 called The Bat Whisperer. And that made him come up with Batman. And when he first created it, Batman, it was Bat, uh, hypothe- what, what's that little little dash? Uh, me- uh, hyphen, hyphen, thank you, hyphen. yes. Bat hyphen man with an exclamation point. So it was Batman was what it was originally called. And he decides, you know what? I got a great concept here. I'm going to show this to my buddy, oh. uh, Bill Finger. So let's enter. Let's enter Bill Finger. That's a terrible sentence. I got to come up with something better there. Uh, so here comes. Uh, <laughs> so here, I just got here, that. <laughs> I did that on the uh, history creeps the other day too. I don't know why. It's why I'm introducing people. It's I got to come up with something else. But uh, so Bill Finger shows up on the scene. Him and Bob Kane were uh, were friends. So Bob Kane would say, "Hey, I got this idea for a superhero called Batman." And uh, Bill Finger was like, "Okay." So Bill Finger decides to add some stuff and kind of change some things a little bit. Uh, uh, Bill Finger wanted to uh, give him gloves, give Batman gloves. Uh, uh, he wanted the eye holes, you know, of the of the mask. He wanted those to be blank, uh, not to see pupils in those eye holes when he was wearing the costume because that would make it more mysterious. Uh, he wanted to remove the bright red colors that was originally there and make go for more of a black and gray type of thing. And he was inspired by the Phantom Dick Tracy and Sherlock Holmes. <laughs> and also, a big deal here, he suggested, instead of a mask, a cow. Like, a, you know, Batman's very famous, iconic cow. C-O-W-L. I know I'm Southern, so it's probably hard to see what I'm saying there. But um, <laughs> So I have, uh, I have a, a quote here from uh, Bill Finger, and he says, I had an idea, uh, uh, Bob Kane had an idea for a character called Batman, and he'd like me to see the drawings. I went over to Kane's, and he had drawn a character who looked very much like Superman, with kind of uh, a reddish tights, I believe, with boots, no gloves, no gauntlets, with a small domino-type mask swinging on a rope. He had two stiff wings that were sticking out, looking like a bat wings, and under it was a big sign, Batman. So that's when Bullfinger first sees Batman, and then he starts adding these other things to it. To really make the character iconic. And uh, DC approves it. Said, hey, yeah, let's do this. Let's run this. And uh, the first issue comes out. Uh, you know, and Finger actually wrote the first uh, you know, the first issue of Batman. Or the first Batman story, I should say. Because it wasn't called Batman. It was in Detective Comics. And, uh, and he wrote the story. And Kane uh, did the art. Um, and now here's let's get into the controversy real quick because obviously you can't talk about the creation of Batman without the controversy of Bill Finger never getting credit for for his part of it. Well, he gets credit now, but you know for a long time he did not. Yeah. Apparently, when Bob Kane was originally thinking of the idea of Batman, he, he submitted it to DC, and when he did, he was already under contract with DC. However, uh, Finger was not like he had really just been hired. 
and he wasn't like officially under contract and this type of stuff. So officially from DC, the creation credit went to Bob Kane for a long, long time. Mm. Like literally until like I mean, it was a big deal when uh, you know some of these recent Batman movies would come out, and Bill Finger was actually even mentioned. Like it was a big deal. Uh, I mean, you know, even for the longest time, Superman, the creators of Superman, didn't get credit for a long time. Which is yeah. shameful. I mean, that's I I, I couldn't imagine, uh, especially for these guys. If, if they, I don't not sure when they, you know, if what their they passed away ninety late night. Well, Kane passed away in late nineties. Uh, Finger passed away in seventy four. I mean, they still hadn't seen the the Batman world that we know today. And I, I if I you know I was if I was a relative and watching some of this stuff I'd be like upset if they weren't getting the yeah. full credit. And you can imagine Superman you know the Superman creators were the same way. Yeah, because these are icons now, right? And they had a hand in it, so that's a. I mean, it's not just some like little small character nobody's ever heard of. It's it's freaking Batman, right. <laughs> you know? Freaking it's yeah, the it's Batman. the freaking Batman. The Batman. Um, Batman. So that's that's part of the controversy that's kind of still there. That's a really Easy way to, to put it. Uh, there's a lot more there that you're definitely able to look up if you really want to dive deep into that. Um, but they very much worked together in the early days, especially of, of the freaking Batman. So he debuts in Detective Comics number 27. Very iconic, uh, obviously. Uh, this comic literally goes for like a million dollars now. <laughs> so, uh, But that's the first appearance of Batman, and it came out in May of 1939. Uh, and this starts it all. Uh, Batman was a hit. He became a huge hit. Uh, I mean, even a year later, he'd have his own comic title, but for a year, he was in Detective Comics. Uh, But by the 40s, he was so big that there was even, like, even in the newspaper, there's a daily Batman uh, comic comic strip in there. And I actually have a collection of some of those. They're pretty interesting. Do you? Yeah. They were a little bit more free about that. Like, I, I, growing up, I remember there was a Spider-Man one, and you don't see that anymore. Uh, obviously they want to reserve their stuff for, uh, you know, for, for, for where they're going to get, take all the money from it. It's not just going to get, so, uh, yeah, which that was a big deal, you know, to, to comic strip, you know, we, we talked about, uh, uh, Calvin and Hobbes before, you know, it, it's a big deal to kind of get your stuff published like that. But, uh, Batman had a lot more yeah. to offer than just newspaper comic strips. Yes. Uh, you know, and he wasn't just a guy who go around beating up bad guys he was also a detective uh, you know he you know that's where like the sherlock holmes kind of inspiration comes in there where he's trying to solve stuff with his brain uh, and not always just using his uh, his brawn and fighting skills uh but you know uh, and then let's go into like 1940 and the reason that this is a big deal with batman is they were like you know what you know batman's been out a year but he's been by himself uh we feel like he kind of needs a watson Literally, that's what they were thinking. He needs a Watson. And that's where Robin gets introduced, the boy wonder himself. That's when the first Robin, a.k.a. Dick Grayson, shows up on the scene. And we all know the famous origin of his, you know, he's a circus family, and they get murdered, and uh, Bruce Wayne takes him in, and he becomes his young ward, as they say. And Batman and Robin were officially the dynamic duo. And they're both on the scene. And this is where Batman would become an icon. They literally said when Robin showed up, it doubled the sales of of Batman. Oh, I believe it. I mean, I, honestly, growing up, there was a point where I preferred Robin to Batman. I wanted to see more of Robin. I actually dressed up as Robin for Halloween one year. 
Uh, but that was that's a big difference because Superman was just it was just really Superman. Yeah. You know, he had his love interest. I don't think Superboy was really introduced yet. I'm not sure when he was, so I don't. I feel like it, yeah, I feel like it was like that, much later. He does, yeah. It was much later. So, but Robin has become an enigma of his own. But you, you know, he, 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 he and he's not dressed just like Batman. He's his own character. He's, you know, it's, it's not like, uh, you know, Superboy is literally dressed like Superman, just a little bit differently. But Robin is his own identity, and he has a really cool backstory. So I think this is a pretty unique approach to a comic book character at this point yes. in time. Yeah, he's not he's not just there to be uh, like, you know, cannon fodder or whatever. He's actually there and he serves a real purpose. Uh, they give him a lot of character and background and he and he grows. Um, yeah, he's not a he's not a weak, lame side character like 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 sorry I gotta say it, but Bucky Barnes was to Captain yeah. America. Bucky like I read some of those. Bucky stunk. Yeah, he, <laughs> he got he got cap, cap in so much trouble, but Robin could actually hold his own. Yeah. Uh, Bucky Barnes was just a yeah. poster boy. Bucky didn't get any good until he became a Winter Soldier, <laughs> and then he Correct. was awesome. Yes, uh, but yeah, so you know, Robin was always great. I mean, there was this young young guy, maybe like a high school age, is what I always pictured, and was definitely able to hold his own for sure. And I'm with you. I became a Robin guy. I'm a I'm a big time uh, Dick Grayson fan. Like I love that character, and I always will. He's honestly probably one of my all time favorite comic book characters ever. He's definitely in my top five. I I gravitate towards sidekick characters because I want to see yeah. more from them. But something about Robin just just eclipsed every just everybody and everything. And you know when I when I discovered that he eventually became Nightwing, I was like, okay, I'm really into yeah. this. So. Uh, yeah, no, love, love Robin. I wish there's more opportunities to like play him in video games, but if I get a chance to play him in like Lego, I will take that yes. opportunity. <laughs> yes, I'm time. with you on that 100%. And, of course, this will lead on to Batman becoming the icon he is today. He would appear in all kinds of stuff from uh, – he would appear uh, – there's a very famous – in the early days, a very famous radio show uh, with Superman. And although Batman never had his very own, he would show up on that Superman one all the time. And so you can go back and listen to those, and Batman would show up. Uh, because by this time, you know, DC Comics kind of had both. They had both the action comics and detective comics under the same umbrella. And so they were able to do that. And that's why now, literally, if you think about it, DC Comics had the first two big-time superheroes ever. They did. Uh, yeah, I think, like, the likes of Cap and Namor and stuff were followed it with World right. War II. They popularized because World War II, but... Batman and Superman were they weren't the original comic book heroes, but they were yes, they were two of the big early biggest stars, and it's cool to see that they're still flying high yeah, to this yeah, day. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, so that's kind of the creation of Batman. I thought from here I would talk about some notable things that Batman was, uh, you know, became a big time for like notable TV shows and movies uh, from there on out. Obviously, I'm not going to name every one. There's tons of like in the early days. There was tons of like TV serials he did. And such that they were a part of, but uh, apparently a lot of those had a bit of. Uh, they were from the early days, so there's some stuff in there that wouldn't fly today. Just as, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> uh, 1966, of course. This was my first introduction. I'm not. I wasn't born in '66, but the first time I ever saw Batman was this show. Uh, it was a 1966 show called just called Batman, and it of course starred Adam West and, and Burt Ward as Batman and Robin. It's a very I don't want to say campy. That's how a lot of people uh, call it. But, you know, Adam West himself didn't like it being called campy. It was way more of a sort of a 
a farce uh, kind of look. It was way more for fun. This was when Batman was in the fun stage. Uh, apparently, what had happened is uh, World War Two had come and gone, uh, and that changed comics. Because, you know, when World War Two was happening, literally you had comic covers of, of Captain America punching Hitler in the face. And... Yeah, they became a huge deal as far as like uh, helping out, like fund the soldiers right. and stuff like that. That the comic books were, uh, yeah, big big push was made on on comic books to help kids in that man, uh, help the soldiers through kids and whoever ended yeah. up reading them. Yes. Uh, that so man. after that, you know, after the war was over and such, uh, a lot of people in comics decided, hey, we need to be more fun, type of thing. And just a side note, I think I think Matt's uh, studio is haunted. <laughs> Did something I don't else know, move? but you're looking off in uh, different directions. That is, <laughs> oh, I was admiring my Funko Pop collection. My fault. It could, it honestly could be. It honestly Matt, could be. I'm still baffled by the soundproofing panel. On yeah, the, on something the fell over on his end, so it's pretty funny. But <laughs> uh, yeah, so uh, you know the Adam West Batman. I to this day still love it. It's just so fun and goofy. Uh, I mean, even the movie. They had a movie that came out with them too. Uh, this thing lasted. 120 episodes comes out in 66 ends in 68 uh it was a huge hit when it first came out it was huge uh then it would quickly kind of uh after a year or two it would really you know the pop would fizzle as they say um but for those 120 episodes been same bat time same bat channel what a great show just a really fun show for kids especially but you also had your villains it really kind of introduced the villains really too even though they were really goofy and this version of them, but I mean, you had the Joker, you had Riddler, you had Catwoman, you had Mister Freeze. It fit that yeah. era, though. It fit that era, though. And and people are like, oh, you know, I have some discussions uh, that tend to be irrational with people. <laughs> like, oh, those si- those sixties show villains were so bad, they're so cheesy. Like this, Cesar Romero, uh, you know, Joker, and, and all these variations. Yes, they were very over the top and campy. I can't picture sixties television beyond the pull off what we can today. With some of the variations of the Joker we've had, the modern interpretations, right. Batman was supposed to be. It was meant to be over the top. And honestly, when I, you know, as much as I don't, not really fond of like Batman and Robin and Batman Forever movies in the '90s, though the overall campiness reminded me of the '66, the the take of it, the live action take from it from '66. Uh, that, that's it. Really did. It was, yeah, just goofy, and and, and people loved it. People ate it up. It just fit that time. Yeah, it was a huge deal. I mean, they were on. You know, everything like lunch boxes and everything during that time. So, obviously, they were hitting the right chord during that time. Wiley parody, too. SpongeBob had their own parody. Oh, yeah. Uh, Mermaid yes. and a Barnacle Boy, where, where it was a straight up parody of Adam West's, uh, you know, and, and, you know, that Batman yeah. and Robin, that version. And of to the point where when Adam West passed away not too long ago, I was really saddened by it. So, uh, and yes. then, of course, let's go to 1973, and that's when Super Friends, the cartoon. From Hanna Barbera comes out. This is actually a big hit. This thing lasted way longer than I remembered. It lasted from seventy three to nineteen eighty six. That's a good really? run, man. <laughs> That's a phenomenal. I didn't realize it lasted that long. I remember reruns on yeah. Boomerang, you know, growing up, but I didn't realize it lasted that yeah. long. Love, love me some Apache yes. Chief, though. I gotta yes. acknowledge that. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's basically <laughs> like Justice League, right? That's the re- that's the first Justice League cartoon, technically. It was, yeah. It, it, you know, it had all the vi- all the villains in it. It did a very good job of, of bringing the comic books to life. All the villains, all the same heroes as you know Justice League. They were just about everybody was in it. Uh, you know, it was that was really that was really good television. 
Really good television when when comic books were still trying to find their footing in the world of, of cartoons on TV. Yeah, so. I mean, this is still during a time where comic books were kind of looked down upon. Yeah, as yeah. they were like a they were just more like definitely just for kids type of thing, and uh, they were uh, not you know, like if you were in the comic books, you were you know you just weren't cool that type of deal. But nineteen ninety two is when Batman the animated series comes out. Uh, we've already a little, little bit touched on it. And I really do want to do an episode, a whole episode just on this show, because uh, it's how important it is to me, honestly, and uh, obviously to Matt as well. Uh, but of course, yes, uh, this is important in the Batman mythos as well, because because of this show, we have Harley Quinn. This is when Harley Quinn was introduced. If it wasn't for this show, we wouldn't have her. And this is also yep. when uh, Mr. Freeze got the backstory that he needed to make him an icon, iconic character too. Because before this, he was way more of like a, just a really small B side type villain. Uh, but this yeah. show, yeah, but this show made Mister Freeze my favorite, phenomenal. my favorite Batman villain. This is because of the show. He's in, he's in my top five Bat villains. Like if I had to go in order, it would just, just real. I mean, top three at least. I'll give you. Mine goes Riddler, Freeze, then Joker, and I think I would throw like Killer Clock, Killer Croc, and uh, uh, might be. Uh, Probably the penguin in there. I mean, just very, very classic yeah. villains. Um, but yeah, Mister Freeze looks like a million bucks. I, I, I think I said at the top of the show or before that I was watching the Batman Sub Zero movie, and it was all about Mister Freeze trying to, you know, revive his wife through Barbara Gordon's blood, and you know, doing an organ transplant and this and that. And I was like, this is, the, this is yeah. the Mister Freeze. You know how that deep I like. that is? He, he was sympathetic. Yes. He was simp- He was a sympathetic yes. villain. And we didn't get that you a whole lot. You know how deep that is? That the villain, you actually feel something for this villain? Um, it's way more common now than it was back oh, in yeah. the 90s. That's and, a big you thing. Know, back when Mr. Freeze yeah, first came out. That was out. a big yeah. thing for them to do. Uh, I mean, this show had a lot of really deep stuff that was supposedly just for kids. Obviously, it was way advanced. I mean, there's a there's an episode uh, where the villain is Baby Doll. Do you remember that one? Where it's this, uh, this young girl who... It was actually old, but she can't grow past. She had that disease where she couldn't grow past the thing. And she oh, was on a, and she was on a sitcom that. for a long time. Uh, but, man, that, that's a crazy deep one, too, especially when Batman catches up to her. Man, like, I, like you can find just that clip on YouTube. It don't make you cry. It's just so freaking deep. And also what this show did, too, made uh, freaking Scarecrow uh, freaking scary, man. Scarecrow was scary. Scarecrow. Yeah, the the way the lighting yeah. was, the way the lighting, like I said, the animation was it did scare, uh, Scarecrow did a good job. Oh, other top five villain uh, for me was Scarface. Yes, Scarface with the Venezuela yes. quest, and he, like the, he looked yes, intimidating. he was scary on this too. Uh, yeah. yeah, he was. That's how that's how good this animation was. Like X Men and Spider Man, they had their you know they had their own thing, but the villains didn't intimidate me as much as they did. The use of shadow effects and and dim lights and and everything. The animated series yeah, was. This- yeah, was way the ahead style, of its time. The style it of, it of its time is incredible. Uh, yeah, I like my favorite Batman villains. Mister Freeze is number one for me. Uh, I, I gotta have Penguin. I gotta have Scarecrow. Uh, I gotta have Joker, obviously. Uh, but man, there's just so many good ones. I feel like I'm leaving awesome ones out. That's how good his Rogues Gallery oh, is. We're, we're gonna name a whole bunch in the Mad Stats. Good, good, good. Tell you that much. All right, so. Uh, Let's go to 1989. I'm really jumping around here, but that's when the Tim Burton's Batman movie comes out. Uh, this is with, of course, with Michael Keaton as Batman. Uh, this was a huge deal too. I mean, this was the first. This movie was a massive hit uh, when it came out. They because the the studio didn't even want Michael Keaton as Batman. They were very much against it. But Tim Burton 
was like, we're we're doing this with him. <laughs> because at this time, uh, <laughs> Michael Keaton was just known as like a comedic actor. He'd only really done comedies. So like, we don't see him as Batman. But of course, now I honestly couldn't think of anybody else as Batman during this movie. Like, it just makes sense that it's him. Yeah. It's it, it's it is weird to think about in hindsight, but no, he, he was the yeah. perfect choice. Uh, and in my opinion, Batman Returns is even better than this. Uh, I love Batman Returns. That's the best version of the Penguin I've ever seen. Uh, oh, it, nothing will ever ever top that. It was even darker. It, they found a way to be darker in that one than they did the, yeah. the first one, and it was very good storytelling. Video, good video game to go with it too, by the way. Yes, yes, hundred percent. Uh, Danny DeVito is is an amazing penguin. Uh, the only second place would be uh, the guy who played penguin on Gotham. He was really good too. But um, yes. let's uh, let's move on to 2005. Man, I can't believe this was 15 years ago. That just blows my mind. That that's when Christopher Nolan's Batman trilogy starts uh, with Batman Begins, and of course, then you get the really iconic you know one after that with Heath Ledger as the Joker. That's the huge one. Uh, but that's probably one of my man. If I was naming trilogies of movies, <laughs> uh, if I don't name that one, I would be angry at myself as one of the ones that really mean a lot it's, to me. It's in my top ten, probably. I think top five. Uh, love the second and third one of that. The first one was a little weird, but it was st- still like watching it back after those other two. It was it was really really well done, and again made Scarecrow yeah. relevant. And uh, you know, Razal Ghul was a cool villain that I didn't really know much about and I, they did a good job of making him intimidating plus it's Liam Neeson yeah. so yeah. can't beat that and then let's get to um 2009 let's get into the world of video games uh this is when Rocksteadies that's the company uh, started the Batman Arkham series and those games to this day are top five for me they're so freaking good uh during this time uh for a long time after the 8-bit era uh I mean, don't get me wrong, A-Bit Era had its share of really bad superhero games. But for whatever reason, like, they couldn't get Batman right for a long time, just like they haven't got Superman right yet. I was going to say, they haven't figured yeah. that one out yet. Uh, but they couldn't get Batman right, and then along comes Rocksteady, this company, and these games were mind-blowing. And just, like, I literally, for the, I remember that first game running around Arkham and just trying to find these recording things just to hear these villains talk because they were so good and so freaking scary. They even made the Riddler beyond scary his tapes he literally talks about like breaking a baby apart or something like this something heinous very intimate that's why i'm excited for the Riddler yes. and the new batman yeah he look, looks like um, yes but, yeah and the actor playing him is a really good actor so i think it's gonna be really good yes so, uh but that's that's where that comes in now we're going to talk about some notable uh batman storylines in the comics i wanted to also cover that i didn't want this to just be movies on tv so we're going to uh, talk about a few of them here uh, the first one being like the Dark Knight Returns. I mean, I think it's one of the big ones people think about. That's basically Batman coming back after he sort of retired in a way, uh, and he's vi- and he's uh, uh, he's fi- it's been a long time since I've read this thing, but uh, it's Frank Miller's, I believe, and this thing's iconic. It's probably one of the more iconic Batman stories in comic books. Oh, oh, for and, sure. And then we have the Long Halloween. I literally recently reread this. I have. I don't want to brag, but I have a lot of these. Uh, but The Long Halloween, I went back and recently read it. I think I read it for your comic book show. Um, if I'm I think you right. did. Uh, and it's so good, man. It's such a good thing where it's just going through the holidays and and 
and it's kind of way more a lot about the mob in Gotham. Uh, there's a lot of mob stuff in there for that. Uh, and then we get a, a very iconic A Death in the Family. And that, of course, is... Have you read that one, Matt? The one Robin dies? I don't think I have, but it's definitely on my to-do... It's it's definitely on my to-do list. Well, the, obviously, the very famous story behind that is uh, DC decided, hey, we're going to let the fans decide if Robin lives or dies. This is not Dick Grayson Robin. This was when he already moved on to be Nightwing. So this was like the second or third Robin. It's Jason Todd, I think, right? I, th- I believe uh, you're but, right, um, yeah. So they're like, <laughs> we're going to let you decide if he lives or dies. And it was it comes down, I think they said it was so close. It was like 51 to 50%, uh, 51 to 49% if I'm doing math right. Uh, it's how close it was to them to them deciding that he should die. <laughs> so, That's yeah. insanity. Uh, and then, of course, uh, I'll also side note, there's some really good, I wish I could remember the name of it. There's a really good uh, animated movie. Uh, that has this part in it that's crazy good. It's the Jason Todd one. It's so good. Uh, of course, there's Arkham Asylum. That one is just iconic to me. I got that one just because the art style is so crazy good. I think that's a Grant Morrison one, if I'm thinking right. Uh, and then we have uh, Batman uh, R.I.P. That's where Batman dies in a way, but actually it's just dark seats in him, and it's a convoluted tale. But basically it's when a lot of other people are trying to be Batman. Uh, and that's when Dick Grayson mm. gets to be Batman finally, and he's a really good Batman. Uh, I remember reading those, and and uh, and like Jim Gordon was the first one to notice that it wasn't the same Batman, and he's like, "Yeah, we can actually talk to you." He's <laughs> kind of what he said. <laughs> 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 was basically just uh, and then one of the more recent Batman stories that's been that was huge was the Court of Owls. That's the first story from Scott Snyder and and Capolo, that amazing. Uh, artist and writer team man that was so good it's like this underbelly you go into the underbelly of gotham and the history of gotham with this and it's so well done and of course you got hush the the hush storyline is really good and it introduces a whole new villain that's very very close to batman and then you get under the red hood that's that's the uh one i was trying to think of that's the uh the animated one that they did but that's where Jason okay. Todd comes back. Uh, and then you got, uh, there's a Justice League one, and I actually have this one too. The Tower of Babel. Have you read this one? I have not. No, I, I've, I've been slacking on but some this of my, one, uh, on, on my comic books. The reason that this one is so good is this is the story of the Justice League finding out that Batman has a, uh, has a contingency plan against all of them. For yeah. every one of them. I have heard of it. Greg has referenced it on the panel discussion. But yeah, unfortunately, I've not it's, read that. It's one. really, really um, good, uh, and, and I mean, it comes down to them kicking him out of the Justice League. Like they have a vote to kick him out. <laughs> uh, <laughs> even though, if crazy. you think about it, like, I mean, it's kind of a, a weird thing. Technically, what he had done was used against him to take out the Justice League. But you know, also at the same time, there've been many times where the Justice League was turned evil for whatever reason. So it's not like he was out of bounds to come up with this stuff. Uh, Right, to be yeah. prepared. Right. I mean, that's why Batman's beaten Superman a few times, because he's he's prepared. It's not because he's stronger, obviously not. Uh, and then we got, of course, Nightfall, and it's where Batman's uh, bat gets broken by Bane. Um, I remember, that was one of the first comics I bought with my money in a grocery store. I saw yeah. that comic, a very iconic scene where he's bending Batman over his giant knee, Uh I remember that as clear as day. I was a kid and I saw that and I was like, I, I have to I have to have this. 
I popped for it when they put it in the uh, was it yeah. Dark Knight Rises, the uh, last uh, Christopher Nolan Batman yeah, they movie. They did a very. I was. I was like, okay, I like what they're going for here, and they, yeah, they did a fantastic. And of course, job we can't talk about comic book storylines that are notable without naming the Killing Joke. Probably one of the more iconic Joker storylines where he basically paralyzes Barbara Gordon, um, and he's really creepy in this. Like he's gross, creepy. <laughs> so, uh, but that's. The history of Batman, man. I think it's time for us to get into some Matt's stance. The world is cruel. And the only morality in a cruel world is chance. Unbiased. Unprejudiced. Fair. His son's got the same chance she had. 50-50. What happened to Rachel wasn't chance. We decided to act. We three... Then why was it me, who was the only one who lost everything? It wasn't. The Joker chose me! Because you were the best of us. He wanted to prove that even someone as good as you could fall. Yeah, everybody, welcome to the Matt Stats portion of the show, and boy, oh boy, this is probably my most, the, the, the juiciest Matt Stats we've had in a long time. Oh, right? I can't wait. It's, it's pretty exciting stuff. All right, so uh, in 1940, the average price of a comic book was about $0.10. Cents. So, And that's right around the time when the first Batman comic book came out. $0.10 cents in 1940, I wanted to bring this up, is about $1.86 in today's money, which is actually still cheaper than a comic book. Yeah. I think comic books are about between 3 and $4 uh, on average. The entire Batman franchise, I don't know if this is including inflation, but is estimated to have uh, accumulated about 286 billion dollars in revenue and that's including uh film radio television comics video games mer just merchandise in general 28.6 billion dollars is a lot of money and it, honestly it probably has generated quite a bit more uh let's see the next step we'll go to the number of uh just different features um so different kind of thing so as far as comic books there's been roughly 17,000 issues of comic books featuring Batman, all right, under the the, the Batman name. It's actually, uh, I'm not sure when this was this report was, but that is to about roughly 2,000 more issues than Superman has ever published. Uh, and of those roughly 17,000, there's been approximately 484 million sales of Batman comic books. So uh, do the math on that. That's a lot per issue. Uh, there's been tons and tons of brand, like uh, tons and tons of runs. I guess it, it's too many to count, but there's been quite a few runs as far as Batman goes. So whether it be like one-offs, mini-series, just streamlined, you know, just just streamlined series. I'm gonna read off some of them for you. Uh, in the golden age of Batman, there was uh, it, this is from CrushingCrisis.com, uh, which is a guide to collecting Batman comics. They they tell you which brands and stuff to or not which brands but which titles which series to kind of follow if you're looking to collect batman books golden age of batman from 1939 to 64 uh he was under detective comics he had his own batman run and then world's finest comics in the silver age batman which is uh from 64 to 86 detective comics his own batman run world's finest comics still the brave and the bold and justice league of america were all books that batman was featured prominently in Post-Crisis Batman. There's a lot here. Uh, 1986 to 2011. This is where the Batman lore really opens up. 
All right, he is appearing in Detective Comics, Batman, Batman Legends of the Dark Knight, Batman Shadow of the Bat, Batman Chronicles, making an appearance in Nightwing, Justice League, JLA, Batman Gotham Knights, Superman Batman, JLA Classified, Justice League of America, Batman Confidential, Trinity, Batman Gotham After Midnight, Batman and Robin, Batman Streets of Gotham. I'm not going to say, I can't say Batman anymore before I get tongue-tied. Uh, <laughs> Batman, oh, okay. Batman Incorporated, a limited series in graphic novels uh, and various spinoffs. Uh, plus, the, the uh, there's also other Bat Family characters and titles that are included in this, including Azrael, Catwoman, Huntress, Nightwing, Red, Rob, uh, Red Robin. Ooh, that makes me hungry. And Robin. New 52 Batman from 2011. Bottomless fries. Bottomless fries. <laughs> They're so good. They're so good. You know what makes um, me sad? This is a side tangent. What makes me really sad is I have to go out of like out of my area to even get to one of those. There's not a Red Robin local to me, and it makes me really? so sad. Really? Yeah. Oh, that's And depressing. it's such a great place. I love their food a lot. Maybe I'll have one for you later today. I'll yeah, just, just remember me. Toast me. <laughs> I'm going <laughs> to – I'll Skype you as I'm eating it. Uh, New 52 Batman. Uh, there's, it's still a bunch. Batman Volume 2, Batman Legends of the Dark Knight, Dar- uh, Batman The Dark Knight, another Batman vs. Superman run, another Batman and Robin run, Batman and uh, Batman Eternal, Batman and Robin Eternal, Batman Incorporated, Detective Comics Volume 2, Justice League, Justice League International, Justice League of America, um, New 52, Penguin, Pain and Prejudice, and uh, the, the, the modern stuff, the Rebirth Batman 2016 to present, All-Star Batman, Batman Volume 3, Detective Comics, Justice League, Super Sons, and Trinity. Those are all like brands of Batman comic books, and there is quite a bit uh, for you to take in there. Uh, some other media stuff that they have. As far as movies go, between live action and cartoons, uh, there have been 80-plus Batman movies, which is insane. Yeah. Uh, and, and honestly, the cartoon ones, I know some people are hesitant to check in out and watch a, a cartoon movie. Um, these are some of the finest superhero cartoon movies I've ever seen. DC does a heck of a job. I would just say uh, movies. I wouldn't it. even say cartoons. Those things are yeah. so good. The, the, they, they, they hold up with the best of them, Yeah, honestly. Uh, there have been roughly 20 cartoon series of that, probably a little bit more, and 40-plus video games, which is, uh, you know, that's exciting as well. Now, I'll take a look at some of the other, uh, other stuff, cool Batman stats. Uh, there are have been roughly 91 base bat suits, okay, and that's not including the uh, the varieties of like the uh, the scuba Batman and all that. These are base costumes which add enhancements, which honestly would probably bring the number close to a thousand if you put in the various uh, various additions that Batman has featured. Uh, there are also roughly 50 base weapons, which is uh, which is which is pretty cool. Uh, and when I say base weapons, that means like the batarang has been known to evolve. Like there's various types of batarangs, but you know between batarangs, bat capsules, is grapple gun, explosive gel and plastic, uh, bat beacon, EMP gun. There, there's so the, many the weapons. The bat shark repellent. The shark repellent. That's my favorite yeah. one. That's my favorite one. That is is included in all that. So Batman is very well stocked with weapons. Uh, he is not. He's, He's he's well he's well prepared. Let's just say that, uh, including he actually has a kryptonite ring, uh, which is one of his, uh, which was one of his Superman, uh, yeah, you know Superman. Yeah, let's talk about that for a, a quick second. Technically, in the in the superhero universe, Batman and Superman are actually very close friends. Uh, I if Batman could have a, a best friend, I would dare say it's Superman. 
Um, they've really kind of in this, especially in the comic books where they're both together, they really kind of show that a little bit. Uh, so that's really wild that you have to have like a contingency plan against your best friend. <laughs> <laughs> it is kind of sad. Yeah, it is sad, but it's relatable. It's relatable. Uh, <laughs> I have a contingency plan for everybody in the network, Johnny. You have no idea. I don't uh, even want to know. Just take, <laughs> just make it quick. It's all I'm going to tell you. <laughs> um, and then here comes the big thing, right? We talked about how many bat. Uh, oh no, here's really quick. Okay, uh, the very first appearance of Batman, which was uh, Detective Comics number twenty-seven. It sold for one million dollar, one million seventy-five. Uh, we'll just say one million. One hundred thousand dollars. It's it's pretty close to that. So I did want to acknowledge that, but we did acknowledge all the villains, right? All the villains. How many villains does Batman actually have? There's actually a site called DCUniverse.com where a guy by the name of Alex Jaffe, J-A-F-F-E, he broke it down for us. And I'll just give you the total, and I'll read off all the villains. But uh, Batman is sitting around a hundred and eighty-six, like Batman. Villains, and that's well. it. there's there's all there's so, I mean there's a lot of varieties. It's not like Batman versus uh, like Dark Side or anything like that. These are Batman specific villains. So I'm actually I'm going to read through those, and that'll be the last part of the mad stats. All right, so these are his his biggest villains. They're not necessarily A-listers, but frequent villains: Joker, Penguin, Riddler, Scarecrow, Two Face, Killer Croc, Moth, Mister Freeze, Poison Ivy, Bane, Hush, uh, Victor Zaz, and Kite Man. Uh, so there's there's that three fireflies, two black masks, three ventriloquists, three of the five significant clay faces because two of them I think are like tweeners heroes, and uh, two possible Mad Hatters depending on how you view his history, uh, but they only counted him as one, so that's twenty five right there. Uh, but they didn't account the likes of uh, Harley Quinn, Man Bat, Cat Catman, uh, Catwoman because they're kind of. They kind of switch sides. Poison Ivy, Red Hood. They're, they're, kind they're of, frenemies. They're frenemies. <laughs> yeah. Poison Ivy is actually on the fence right now. Deadshot used to be a Batman villain, but uh, barely his. So those didn't even get counted. All right. So you look at the uh, next one we have. Uh, we get the League of Assassins, which is like Ra's al Ghul, Sensi, uh, and the Seven Men of Death. And some put Lady Shiva in this list, but that's 34. It brings it to 34. The court, the court of Owls. Uh, it's tough to count the Court of Owls, but the one that they do count for this is Lincoln March, who is the Owl Man of the Court, and that uh, he has been claimed to be Bruce's long lost brother. That brings the tally to thirty five. Uh, next one that they add is Doctor Hurt of the Club of Villains, brings the tally to number thirty six. Uh, the Circus of Strange, uh, which are all technically Dick Grayson villains, but it was. Uh, Though it was dur during Dick Grayson's tenure as Batman, so it'll count. Well, the Circus of Strange has seven members. Uh, that brings the total to 43. Uh, Abator, Amigdala, uh, I can't even pronounce these, Amigdala, <laughs> Anarchy, Arkham Knight, uh, and Atomic Man, uh, which brings the tally to 49. Then we got Black Spell, Blockbuster, the Black and White Bandit, and one of the three Black Spiders. Two of the other ones are... Uh, Villains for other characters, but fifty-three the tallies up to. Right, Cal Calendar Man, Candy Man, Captain Captain Stingray, one of the two Cavaliers, Chancer, uh, one uh, between one and three Clock Kings, Clue Master, Condiment King, two Copperheads. Oh, and Condiment King, that's my favorite. I love him. He's uh, so great. And, and the Crime Doctor. Uh, this brings the tally up to sixty-five. Uh, there we go. Deacon Blackfire, the Director. 
doctor, a whole bunch of doctors, Dr. Aesop, Dr. Death, Dr. Double X, Dr. Fang, Dr. Moon, Dr. Phosphorus, a lot of bad villainous doctors back in the early days. Yes. Dr. Phosphorus, <laughs> Dr. Zin Zin, uh, and Dollmaker. And you can count uh, Hugo Strange as well. Uh, they're all, let's see, so we're up to about 79 villains right now. From the E's, they actually did an alphabetical order. I see what they did here. From the E's, you get Egghead, Emperor, Penguin, Eraser, and Executioner. So we're at 83. Uh, Facade, Film Freak, uh, and four additional Firebugs, and Fright. So we're up to 90. Two incarnations of Getaway Genius, Great White Shark, and Gunhawk. We're at 94. Headhunter and Humpty Dumpty, 97. Uh, Hellhound, I think they include Hellhound as well. Uh, Karma, KG Beast, that's a pretty cool name. King Tut, uh, Cobra, Kings, uh, we're about at 100 right now. Little Italy and Mr. ZZZ, Lock Up, Lord, and Lord Deathman, uh, 104. There's a ton of M's. Mad Monk, Madam X, Magpie, Master Bruce, Maxi Zeus, uh, Merrymaker, Mime, Mr. Camera, The Mortician, and Mother, 114, we're sitting around roughly. Uh, NKV Demon, and uh, and Nocturna, uh, Nocturna, we're at 116. Automatopia is a Batman villain, apparently. Orca, Owlman, um, they all list these. Uh, Penny, Plunderer, Polka Dot Man, Phantasm, which is a really cool one. I got to watch that movie again. Uh, so we're sitting around, a little over 120 right now. They didn't count Quake, Quake Master, uh, but the Rainbow Creature, Rat Catcher, three versions of the Reaper and Roxy Rocket were about 130. Signal Man, three Spellbinders, the Spook, the Squid, and Silver Monkey, 133. Two different tally. We're in the T's now. Uh-oh, scrolling up. Uh, two different tally men, the Terrible Trio, Tiger Shark, the Trigger Twins, the Ten-Eyed Man, uh, as well as the Nine-Eyed Man, and uh, Terminus Gang of Terminus. Very creative thought there. Bathead, Bootface, Scallop, and Smush. We're a little over 150. The Victim Syndicate is another five. Wonderland Gang brings us seven more. Then there's Wrath, Scorn, Zebra Man, Zeiss, and Zodiac Master. So we're sitting at 167. Uh, and then there's a, quite a few more. They listed some other ones. Mr. Toxic, Mr. Combustible, Mr. Mosaic, Hypnotic, Combustible Man, Snakeskin, Dr. Falserio, a couple Bane Henchmen, uh, Mr. Bygone, Mr. Bloom, White Rabbit, uh, The Haunter, The Stag, Gunsmith, Mr. Teeth Designer, and there's a few more. There's a ton, but it, yeah, roughly 186 villains we're sitting at that are uh, that Batman has crossed paths with over the last, geez, 80, I think it's, well, we're probably close to, yeah, about 80 years now, uh, since yeah. 1939, so... Yeah, it's pretty wild. Uh, you literally could have a whole podcast show just on Batman villains, like a new villain each episode. Oh my god, yeah. Yeah, oh my um, god, yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's get into some Johnny's that that's that's me. Uh, did you know? Right, I have some really fun ones for this. Uh this is one of my favorite parts when we're doing the show is me getting to look this stuff up. Uh so uh, Bruce Wayne. He is named after two different heroes. Uh actually really uh, real people, real famous heroes. Um, Bruce was named after Robert the Bruce, who was a Scottish national hero. And then Wayne was named after Mad Anthony Wayne, who was an American revolutionary hero. Hmm. Uh, the Batcave, the very iconic Batcave, was not around until 1943. 
And they only came up then because there was a TV serial called The Batman where they introduced it. And then it became a part of his lore. Uh, and then now you can't think of Batman without the Batcave. Uh, Batman, okay, so in the world of DC Comics, Matt, who is their version of Thanos? I have to say Darkseid. Right, exactly. Bruce Wayne, a.k.a. Batman, a, a man, uh, has defeated him twice. Mm. Uh, that's how good he is. <laughs> um, literally, there's literally uh, I can't remember which. It's one of the Justice League ones. There's literally, literally a moment between uh, Batman and 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 Darkseid, and Darkseid actually tells Batman that he respects him. Uh, that is pretty scary. <laughs> That's quite the badge of honor. Yeah, quite the well, if you want honor. to call it that. Um, <laughs> At the University of Victoria in Canada, you can actually take a course on the science of Batman. Are you serious? Dead serious. American uh, Community College has failed me. Yeah, yeah. Um, let's talk about how violent Batman was in the early days. Uh, obviously, he's got a no-kill code now, but that was not the case early on. He literally carried a gun. Uh, you know the... the uh, when. I, one of his alter egos when he goes undercover is Matches Malone. Uh, well, he got that name because he was fighting that guy, Matches Malone, and Matches Malone ended up dying. So he literally stole his identity when he goes undercover. <laughs> uh, so there he does that. And there's actually one thing, one time where he has the the uh, the bat plane, which he actually had that before the bat for the uh, Batmobile. He had the bat plane and he hung a guy from it. <laughs> yes. So that's. <laughs> So, yeah, uh, Batman was pretty violent back in the day. Uh, Bruce Wayne actually owns the Daily Planet in the comics. Uh, so, technically, he's Superman slash Clark Kent's boss in a way. <laughs> All right, let's get in this. I found this fascinating. All right, so in the world of comic books, just how wealthy is Bruce Wayne? Uh, he is wealthier than Professor Xavier. He has way more money than him. However, there is one person in the comics who has more money than Bruce Wayne. I'm gonna take a guess. Can I take a guess? Yes. Is it Tony Stank? It is Tony Stank. Tony <laughs> Stank has. I just more... watched Civil War again last night, so it, it came up in my yeah. mind. Yeah, that's who it is. That's who's who has the badge of honor of actually being more wealthy than Bruce Wayne. <laughs> All right, let's talk about that very famous '60s Adam West Batman show. Do you know how that show got inspired? You will not guess the person who inspired that show. I probably won't. Hugh Hefner, uh, is <laughs> the play, the Playboy himself, actually inspired that TV show. He was having one of his uh, famous uh, parties with the play with the playmates and such, uh, and it was a theme one. It was a superhero theme one. Apparently, he loved superheroes, and he came dressed as Batman, and his friends had his friends dressed as Batman and, and Robin, but they were very goofy with it. Because it's how the comics were at the time, so they're being very goofy and stuff. And I just so happened to be in attendance at this party, an ABC executive, and he watched this and he's like, "I think we could do something with this." <laughs> that's, <laughs> so, that's incredible. So Hugh Hefner uh, inspired that very famous Batman. Life is weird. And I'm going to end it with this. Now, of course, we all know C-3PO can speak a lot of languages, but he was built for that. I mean, he's a robot. 
or an Android or whatever you want to call him. And uh, he was that's that's his purpose. So of course he can do that. Bruce Wayne can speak wonderfully in forty languages. I did not know that. That is a cool fact. Yeah, is that not amazing? Impressive. So let's get into that's the end of my uh, very fun. Did you know? Let's get into uh, where Batman stands in pop culture today. It's been a long time, Binko. I mean, do we even need to talk about it? Literally, still an icon, right? Still to this day. An icon. Uh, he's a part of your pop culture identity as you're growing up, I think. At the very least, even if you don't like him, you've at least heard of him. And I guarantee you, everybody knows the story of Batman, like his parents getting killed in front of him and stuff. I guarantee you, everybody, like most people even know the origin of Batman. Uh, like, it's just how big and popular he is. Uh, so, Batman's a big deal. Uh, Batman to this day is still a big deal. And I, I cannot foresee a time where he wouldn't be. Uh, a huge deal, definitely, because he's still having movies coming out. I mean, there's one coming out soon that they're making right now. Uh, he's always going to be in things, and even stuff that he was in holds up, and people go back and, and watch. Uh, man, he just, just especially right now, as we're so hardcore into superheroes, Batman is right there. Like he's the reason that DC. <laughs> honestly, he's probably the reason DC is still afloat. You're uh, not wrong. You're definitely not wrong. Everybody who reads DC Comics Die Hard is like, oh, Batman. Yeah. Batman. Yeah. I mean, that's your one argument, right? When people are bringing up how great Marvel is and you're just a DC fanboy no matter what. I love both, so I don't have a dog in that fight. I like both of them. But, yeah. Uh, you know, the one argument that DC fans have is, yeah, you don't have Batman. <laughs> and that's a good argument because it's a freaking ba- it's it's the fanta- Batman. Yeah, it's it's hard to really de- like debate that. Yeah. Batman's great. And, and he, I mean, he transcended mainstream like that that's the big that's what everybody wants right to be a mainstream cat have ma- mainstream characters and 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 yes marvel's doing that well now but but batman was the first one to really do it yeah yeah for sure uh so matt what, what are you what are you thinking about batman's place in, in oh culture? so so like just a trendsetter just a trendsetter. I mean, the comic art the, the art of comic books wasn't really doing all that you know it it did it's it's fair. it was doing okay in the 30s and 40s, but it took a huge dip. I think in the 50s it wasn't really the most prominent thing. If the likes of Batman, you know, if Batman wasn't around, I don't know if we'd be talking to. I don't. I don't know if comic, how much longer comic book art, you know, the, the comic book culture would still be around. I'm sure there'd be some elements of it, but it wouldn't be this mainstream thing today. Uh, you know, the 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 movies. The movies have been like impeccable, and you know, for me as a kid, I, I was always watch. You know, I was always mad that there was never any Marvel movies. Like, I, I'd sit at home on a weekend or have a babysitter, and I'd be like, Jesus, I want to watch some kind of superhero stuff. And but all there was, and it's not like a knock, but all that there was was Batman. I mean, yeah, he had a couple Spider Man movies, uh, or not Spider Man, uh, Superman movies. Is some you know great ones in the eighties, but it, it, you know, DC, Batman, like it blew it up. It blew it up. So. I'm always going to be thankful for that. The cartoon, you know, paved the way for a lot of modern cartoons. You know, uh, everybody everybody likes to, to, to look back on the cartoon. So, um, yeah, Batman's a trendsetter. He's the guy. He's the, the, the one of the most 
realistic. He can be relatable depending on how you look at him, but superheroes, you know, he has to battle his own demons on top of battling all these villains. And uh, it's it's exciting stuff. Batman is, is it's the reason why Batman's been as popular as he has been uh, for so long. Yeah, for sure. I mean, he's at the end of the day, he's just a dude. He doesn't have any superpowers or anything like that. He's just really, really smart. I'd say an expert tactician uh, and an expert detective, and that's what really sets him apart. Uh, so that's the history of Batman. Uh, Matt, any idea what we're going to cover next? Uh, I've cr- a few things have crossed my mind, but it has been a while since we've did, done a, a show, bit, like a theme like this. So um, our next episode will be a, another food one. We haven't had done one since Pizza Hut. Uh, we're going to look at the history of McDonald's. Oh, oh, this will be fun. This will be a lot of fun. Uh, the McRib should be coming back soon. I'm very excited for it. Perfect timing. It's <laughs> yeah. it's destiny. It's yeah. destiny. So You have no uh, idea how much I love the McRib. <laughs> it, yeah, oh, it's, it's so good. It's one of it's my so favorite good. things. Uh, so, listeners, if you want to delve into the history a little bit before, um, I highly recommend the movie Fo- The Founder, but there's so many other details that go with it. So, McDonald's will be the next subject that we talk about in two weeks for you. Well, Matt, I'm loving it. Uh, let's... <laughs> Uh, with that in, with that in mind, thank you for joining us, uh, all you retro poppers out there. I'm going to call them poppers. Uh, I'm for it. All you retro poppers out there, thank you so much for listening. Uh, thank you for a great month we just had, uh, and we hope you're all staying safe and having a great time out there. Whatever you're doing, uh, it's a it's kind of a cruddy world right now. So just a bit, just yeah, a bit, just uh, yeah, just a bit. So uh, thank you for everything. We very much appreciate it. Until next time, we'll be covering McDonald's. Uh, Batman. Get in here. We got to call this thing. Tighten up. Come here. All right, guys. Here's the situation. Two minutes left. Zero timeouts. Down by a touchdown. We got to drive 75 yards. All right. We can do this thing. I believe in each and every one of you. But real quick, did you guys know that the Two Point Conversation podcast runs five days a week, Monday through Friday, with various co-hosts and different themes every day? And then you can listen to them on BICBP-radio.com, Apple Podcasts, or Spotify. So what's the play? Just, all right, just, come on, hurry up. Get to the line and just run, and I will get it to somebody, all right? Come on, on three. Ready, set, mother Delay of game, offense.